there, I'm Michelle Bunch, and this is Enthusiasm Diaries. Enthusiasm is contagious, and in this podcast, we get to share in the enthusiasm of others and perhaps spark some of our own curiosity along the way. Thanks so much for listening. Well, I am here today with Sawyer and Nathan Lewis of Leroy and Lewis Barbecue in Austin, Texas. Thanks, you guys, for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Thank you. This is so so fun to get to interview both of you. Yeah, um, we'll see how it goes here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm here in I'm here in Denver. You guys obviously down in Austin, but um, so some of the listeners may be familiar and some not. But can you start us off by just sharing a little bit about Leroy and Lewis Barbecue? Yeah, I'll go for it. Um, so Leroy and Lewis is a Texas barbecue food truck and catering business. Uh, that we started almost four and a half years ago that focuses on adventurous and inventive cuts of meat done in pretty authentic ways. Um, but we do a lot of whole animal butchery and we source all of our meats locally and sustainably from Texas, which is really unique for um, Central Texas barbecue. I would say that we're, we call what we do new school barbecue. So not only... Um, Do we do like traditional brisket ribs and sausage? We do beef cheeks. We make brisket burgers. We do whole hog barbecue, which is pretty unique to Central Texas. And uh, we we play around with sides. We have a bunch of different, you know, locally inspired um, veggie side dishes. We have, uh, you know, we we play around with with what we do. For example, our, our dessert that we have regularly is a cheddar cheesecake made with a Ritz cracker crust and it has uh, apple butter and a, and a cheddar cheese crisp. So, you know, we kind of try to take things that are rooted in tradition and kind of make them relevant and cool. So it's fun. Yeah. That's cool for sure. Yeah. I haven't heard of something like that. Is that when you, I love that you use the word adventurous. Yeah. Yeah. We try to kind of push people out of their comfort zone, I would say. Maybe, can you both share a little bit about your respective roles with the company now? Sure. Um, So I have been a full-time Leroy and Lewis dedicated employee for now, but you know, the whole time. Um, My role is, I kind of wear a lot of hats. I do work in the food trucks and my background is in hospitality. So I do a lot of the customer facing interaction. Um, I book all of our catering events I manage a lot of the finances. I work, you know, we do have a bookkeeper, but I kind of, I have an eye on the money. Um, and then, you know, as we continue to grow and evolve, um, I have been involved with fundraising and, um, looking, you know, we've gone down a couple different avenues of expansion and growth. Um, some of them that have come to fruition and, and some of them that have not, we've learned a lot. Um, but, you know, kind of been involved in growing the business as well. So we all do a lot. We all have a lot of fun. We, um, you know, we all manage our team and uh, there's a lot of like communication involved because we're all kind of going, we're, we're never as compared to like a big restaurant where everyone's working under one roof. We are never really in that situation. We're always kind of like ships passing in the night or in the middle of the day. So there's a lot of communication involved in organization. So 
we really you, are- mean, you mean because of I'm oh, sorry, you mean because of the food truck and because Exactly. Of- Which is very physically decentralized. So we've got we've got the commissary kitchen at one location, we've got the food truck off at another location. There's cooking that's happening and prep happening at both locations, you know, and people are constantly going from one to the other and bringing stuff back and forth and and uh Sawyer is um the glue that, you know, makes all <laughs> of that happen uh work well, was- really. I was going to say a lot of magic behind the scenes to make it run smoothly. Yeah, for for sure. sure, For sure. And then Nathan actually uh, recently came on full time, which is really exciting because it's been a long time. Yeah. So um, I have been gainfully employed at a brewery here in town uh, the entire time that Lorraine Lewis uh, has been in business. Um, the original idea behind the Royal Lewis barbecue was that we would open a, a brick and mortar, uh, brewery and restaurant. Um, and we realized with the, uh, Austin real estate, uh, market being what it was and, and, and how big of an undertaking that would be that, uh, it made more sense to just kind of get started, um, with a food truck. It was much more accessible for us. So, uh, that's how we got started. In the meantime, I just stuck with the, uh, uh, local brewery that I, I was working at as a quality control manager, uh, at Austin beer works here in town. Um, I did just leave there, uh, about a month ago now. Uh, so I'm, you know, full-time at Leroy and Lewis, uh, which is exciting. Um, and I'm still kind of finding my footing in terms of, you know, what my role is at Leroy and Lewis, but, uh, you know, I just kind of jump in, uh, wherever I can to help. Um, I'm picking up shifts at, uh, our new food truck, mama fried, um, which is like a loaded French fry concept, uh, where we take all the barbecue from Leroy and Lewis and, uh, just build these outrageous, uh, like loaded fries and stuff, uh, kind of like carnival food kind of stuff at, um, uh, at a, a, another bar in South Austin. Um, That's so I'm helping cool. out. Yeah. I have to ask who came up with the name mama fried. <laughs> I, would, I think so. I think I did. Yeah, me and, uh, yeah. and my, my business partner Clayton. Yeah, we were playing around with a lot of names, and I that one stuck. So <laughs> it was we we did a lot of brainstorming on that one, but it ended up being really fun. And people have really have people have really liked the. Uh, it's funny, you know, at Leroy and Lewis, people are like, "Man, this is so good. The food is so good." <laughs> and then at Mom and Fry, they're like, "Man, this is really smart." <laughs> which is great. Cause that's, it's a balance. Like Leroy and Lewis is very much a passion project and it is very expensive to operate the, that business. So, um, mama fried is a good compliment to that. So it's been fun. So, but Nathan's been working there a lot. I've also been, um, working there a lot. So, Hey, and do you want to talk about, tell about the CPG products? Yeah. So what I'm really hammering on, um, is, is our line of uh, consumer packaged products, uh, rubs and sauces. So during the pandemic, uh, as soon as, you know, Austin shut down and the whole world shut down, you know, everybody and all businesses were kind of scrambling, trying to figure out what to do and how to react to that. And one of the things we did uh, was to just start bottling sauce and our rubs. And, um, you know, I created these uh, passable uh uh, label designs, you know, I'm not a graphic designer, but I got on Photoshop and figured that out. And, uh, it was, a, I've learned, I've learned a fair amount, but, uh, but yeah. Um, anyway, so we started shipping those direct to consumer, uh, on our website. Um, and we've had, you know, a lot of support from, 
from from fans all over the U.S., uh, which has been really cool. Wow. Um, had and, you yeah. had you guys had that been on the radar prior to COVID? Yeah, we've always, you know, it's always been something that we planned on doing. Uh, we anticipated rolling it out in a much more professional way than just, you know, COVID happening and us kind of scrambling to, you know, order up a bunch of bottles. And it was all very kind of haphazard. Um, but it's not, you know, it got us started. And um, mm-hmm. I think that's a positive thing. So we're just, uh, you know, continuously improving the process and the packaging. And, um, you know, I'm trying to take that next step now into getting into some retail accounts and stuff. So. Well, that's so cool. It's like letting the process catch up with the fact you got it out there so quick, which is exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's my little project. That's, that's awesome. So there's, so there's the two food trucks and then, um, I guess I wonder, you know, you're, you guys are half of the, the founders, right? Mm-hmm. Um, can you can you walk us back a little bit? Like, how did this? How did you you decide to do this in the first place? That's a that's always a good question. Um, so, our friends from college are actually our partners, friends from high school. So, we would come together in Austin when we we've traveled and moved around for a little while, um, but we would come back to Austin, and our friends Evan and Lindsay had just moved back from New York and they worked in the culinary business. Um, Evan is a chef and a pit master and Lindsay works in uh, hospitality PR. So she is our PR partner and it's really, they're a really great uh, duo. They definitely have a very, um, they bring some, yeah. And like they bring something very different to the table than we do. So it's a very, um, I think balanced group. Um, And it's been great because we all have a different perspective that's very valuable and we all kind of stay in our own lane and work together to, you know, make some cool stuff happen. Um, but when, when, so every time we'd meet up, we would, you know, talk about our dreams of opening, you know, a restaurant. Sorry, sorry, being the hospitality guru that she is, uh, you know, me with my, uh, ambitions in the brewing industry. Uh, we always wanted to open up a kind of, um, a, a brew pub, and we were very much influenced by the jobs that we had in Boulder uh, when we lived there uh, to bring a kind of a farm to table element uh, to a brew pub. And um, Evan, when Evan kind of proposed his idea uh, that, you know, he was ready to, to open this place and he had a business plan together and it was all going to focus on uh, sourcing everything locally and sustainably uh, and doing a, a barbecue concept that was very much rooted in farm to table principles. Um so that we just jived on that and we were like, yeah, that sounds amazing. Uh, and you know, we were just hanging out at a party and he told us about it. And, and I think I said, uh, how about a brewery, man, you want to throw a brewery in there? And he was like, just, you know, not even a second thought about it. It was like, let's do it. You know? Um, <laughs> and that's kind of how it was yeah. born. I love that so much. Cause I can totally picture those kind of conversations where it's like, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And like, it's so, those, I love those conversations clearly probably, but like, <laughs> but then you guys did it. You as a group of friends were like, we're going to open this restaurant. Like here we are. I'm picturing you like yeah. sipping on a beer, like coming up with this idea and now it's here. It's like, yeah. it's growing. Yeah. I mean, what it's is, cool. What is that like to reflect on that? I feel like we're pretty, um, we're not super risk adverse. <laughs> I feel like we're pretty gutsy in terms of kind of, I, I think we trust ourselves. We know that we're really hardworking. I think we trust each other and 
we're at a place, you know, in our, in our industry, there is some like, unless you're really going to do it yourself, it's really challenging. I mean, obviously being your own boss and running a business is incredibly challenging and stressful and hard. it's, you know, all of the things that people say it is, it's really great. It's also a lot of work, but in, if you're managing someone else's business, it's even harder because you, unless you have, you know, equity within the business, you're really putting a lot of love and a lot of time and a lot of life into someone else's dream. Right. So, and I, I don't, don't get me wrong. I think it's really important for everyone to do that. And I think that, um, I really value my time working for other people, but I really was ready to do it for myself. So we took the plunge and here we are and we, you know, four and a half years in, we made it. So, and we're continuing to push. It is a trip to look back on, uh, you know, it's been a hell of a four and a half years and we've come a long way and uh, had a lot of success. So, yeah, it is crazy to look back on. It feels good for sure. Were there any moments where you, the four of you were like, and I know to some, you, you're, you were kind of in it, Nathan, but like really in it now. But was there right. any moment where the four of you were like, what do we do? What do we get ourselves oh, into? So many times, <laughs> constantly. Yeah, yeah well, it was so hard. It is so hard. I, I think that I've been kind of lost in the, you know, you get lost in the day-to-day grind. Um, but failure, I, failure is also not an option. You know, like I, for me, I'm the kind of person that I am going to push myself and everyone around me because it's, we got it. We got to make it, we got to get it done every day and we got to make it great. And, um, that's how, that's how it all works out. So, you know, I think we push, we push really hard, we also try to motivate each other. I think we also hold each other accountable and, um, you know, we're all really working together and, you know, no one's like, no one stands out as someone that's like working way harder than anyone else. We all are really focused on, um, doing something cool and doing something that we're really proud of. So, and I think we're really lucky because we have now a a team of 12, 10, 12 other people that work with us that also share that sentiment. And, um, we're just, I, in the same vein of like, you know, working for other people, I think it's super important to just also continue to be grateful that we have people that are willing to go along with, you know, this whole crazy journey, you know, with us, go along, go along with us on this crazy ride. So it's been, it's been really fun, but Every day is crazy. <laughs> Some days are crazier than others. Do you guys wake up in the morning and you're like, where are you going to be at today? Like, do you have to kind of yeah. remind each other of where you'll each respectively be since there's different like, yeah. social locations? So, or, so organized on top of everything. She always knows where everybody's going to be. And, <laughs> but I'm the one that's waking up. It's like, wait, what are we? What's today? You know, what, what's on the where doctor today? Yeah, uh, especially now with with it being uh you know jumping in full time and still trying to kind of find my my footing, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely is like that. Every day is a new a new thing. It's definitely not routine uh, for most of us. Um, every day is different. Yeah, I mean, we may have a you know a giant catering uh, you know event or something that we're prepping for, which looks completely different than a shift at, at the new fried truck, which looks completely different than a shift at either the commissary or the barbecue truck. And uh, there's a lot of moving parts. So yeah, it's definitely keeps you, keeps you on your feet for sure. Yeah, and That's wow. right. And I love that too. Like I, I remember as a kid being like, 
I don't want to have a systematic job. Like, I don't want to go to work and do the same thing every day. I want to be stimulated. I want to do something that's interesting every day. And while that's, like, pretty ambitious and almost impossible, unless you're going to be, like, I don't know, a an EMT or something, I, I'm glad that we found something that is that. You know, I'm glad that we have been able to design something that every day is exciting. Yeah. For the most part, I mean, it's food, but it's, it's, it's also just funny for me to reflect on like the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, we're basically like throwing a party every night or we're just feeding people. But like, we take it so seriously. And it's a fun food. I mean, it's a food barbecue is a food that people eat when they are celebrating, even in a small, I mean, celebrating nothing, but like, it is a very, uh, celebratory kind of food. Everyone comes around barbecue to, you're not, (laughs) you're not thinking about like dieting. You're not thinking about, you know, I mean, it's like people just want to have fun when they're eating barbecue. They want to come together and hang out and eat really tasty food. And it's, you know, barbecue is, is, uh, served in such a way in Texas where you get these big, uh, trays just full of, you know, meats and sides and stuff and every, it's very, uh, family style communal, (laughs) you know, um, and so there's something really cool about that. So, yeah, I love that Well, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how you said it's like throwing a party and the, it's like the ritual around coming together. Um, Mm -hmm. And I wonder if you could just even say a little more about the food, because I'm I'm just going to own, I having gone to school in Boulder, the Boulder, Colorado restaurant scene is amazing. (laughs) And um, yeah, I just love food. um, So I'll just own that. But um, say a little bit more about like how this concept was received by people in Austin or people visiting and what that was like to bring more of this like sustainable, like farm to table aspect. Because when we first talked, I wasn't aware that it sounds like you were one of the first people to do that in Austin. I think we're still the only people doing it in Austin. Actually. The only, only people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's also, amazing. just for the record, I think that this concept would do really well in the Denver area. I think it would do really well in, in that uh, part of the country. I don't know if there's a lot of that going on. Um, but so maybe someday <laughs> we'll, we'll be in your area, but, um, yeah, but yeah, it was, but there's, there know, has, has been, it, it was, it was an upward battle, uh, uh, to, to try to convince people to, you know, try some, you know, they'd come and like ask for brisket and we didn't have brisket, you know, during the week or whatever. And we were serving beef cheeks. That was our, uh, kind of flagship beef, uh, offering, and a lot of people didn't know what to expect from that. And just the idea of a beef cheek kind of grossed them out or whatever. And uh, you would have to like slice them off a piece and, you know, describe it in a way that that is uh, understandable to them. Because, I mean, a beef cheek is the way we prepare it is more or less like a, just a miniature brisket. Um, and when you kind of describe that to them and then you slice off a piece and, and let them try it and then they're sold, you know, and then they're a convert and a fan for life. Um but there was a lot of that kind of pushback from people who expect a very traditional barbecue experience and they would show up and say, well, you, you know, looking for ribs or whatever that we didn't have on the menu. Um, and so, you know, Sawyer and everybody at the truck did uh, a lot of convincing people. A to lot of a convincing people on. to try something different. Also, I mean, because we source everything locally from um, farmers that we, you know, advocate for and want to support, um, 
everything is a little bit more expensive than you would get at just like, you know, get a gas station barbecue restaurant. Um, cause we're paying prices that are, you know, for a premium product. And unfor- unfortunately that gets passed to the customer a little bit. We think it's, but I mean, I think the food, it's, be- yeah, it's, it's, it's just product. better. It's like, it, it starts, product. it starts off better. You know, it tastes better even when, before we do anything to it. And we know that if we're going to build a life out of, you know, cooking animals, we might as well know that they had a good life. Right. So it, I think it allows us to sleep at night a little bit better. And, um, we believe that it's great for the community and the food is better. So it's a win-win and I think it's worth, um, a little bit of extra money, but I would say that if we ever have any complaints that people, people just either, they don't know what they're walking into. Um, and they're really looking for that, like super, super traditional old school menu. Um, or they're like, it's a little, it's a little pricey, but I mean, we're a food truck in South Austin. And at this point, we see a lot of people from all over the country that come eat. Um, and we've gotten a lot of, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback. We're kind of not, we're not super far from the airport. We're kind of like on the way into town from um, the airport. So we see a lot of people coming and going. And I'd say like 60% of the people that come to eat at the food trucks are from out of town. So it's been a wild ride. Also, I think that Austin right now, Austin is in just like an interesting transition where a lot of people have moved here since COVID. Um, a lot of tech people, we're seeing a lot of um, people that have just moved from like California or really all over that have come to work in Austin or are traveling through more often. Um, so it's always been a destination for people to come and eat and drink and party. Uh, and, you know, obviously come and hear live music but i think we're seeing more of that than we ever have at least that i'm aware of so it's it's cool it's it's fun it's fun to watch how how did you guys form the relationships with local with local farmers and ranchers or you know we do have um we have we work with certain purveyors and like we have a couple larger i would say groups that we work with but and they have like they help us find different farms and ranches you know they're i guess they're more of a like distribution um Mm, gotcha but like specifically our pork farmer we met him at a willie nelson concert actually (laughs) yes we met him yes we literally met him at a willie nelson show um i so one of somehow that should be like a t-shirt i know that's he's he's amazing too he's so cool his name is loncito cartwright and he's just the best. He's a great, great man, great character. Um, but we were extremely passionate, uh, super cool, yeah, friendly soul, and uh, just his running his. You know, I think there may be four or five generations in on this family ranch, and he's. Uh, I think the first uh, first generation to to raise pork out there, but um, and he's just doing an, an amazing job and making. He's running heritage breed uh, pigs and and uh, very caring. It's, it's amazing. It's just amazing to, to see him treat animals the way he does. And he's just a very passionate guy. Um, and it's incredible to work with someone like that. Honestly, the pork is my favorite just because the, the beef cheeks are amazing. And people, I would say that they're like the flagship item. They're the item that people come looking for a lot. Um, 
but I like the pork. The pork is the po- the whole hog. So we do we cook the whole animals over coals and then pull the meat. Uh, so as com- as compared to like normal pulled pork is usually just a pork shoulder. So you have a lot of different texture. The whole hog allows you to have like some belly and some rib meat and some. Um, it, it's Damn, yes, man. it's so yeah. good. Yeah, it's it's really really good. Also, the burger. Yeah, Nathan, is your favorite the burger? Oh my god, I don't know. It's so hard. I I usually say the the whole hog. Um, my favorite, yeah, maybe the burger. I don't know. It's all so good, honestly. And I like it's dangerous for me to be around the truck because I just like <laughs> and I just eat everything. It's yeah. I eat a lot of get- yeah. I eat a lot of Frito pie, which is really silly. Like we all eat a lot of Frito pie because it's just like so easy, and like we always have an excessive amount of of chili. So we eat a lot. All of us like jokingly eat a lot of Frito pie, which is Frito a, I guess I guess a Frito pie is a Texas thing. I didn't really realize that for a long time, but you know it's oh, Fritos with fitting. beef, chili, and cheese, and so always a always a nice snack. <laughs> Yeah. Are you guys ever being doing this so much? Do you ever have nights? And I mean, your food's amazing, clearly. But do you ever have nights where you're like, anything but barbecue? Like, do you ever is it like, all the time? Get sick of it? Yeah, yeah. So you're, yeah. It, it's hard to get out and like enjoy other barbecue joints. Uh, I'm me being the lush that I am, I'm usually open to it, but, uh, <laughs> but Sawyer is a hard sell after a week at, of serving barbecue. Yeah. So. I, yeah it is a very rare occasion that I'm looking forward to eating other people's barbecue or even yeah, our, I get yeah that. just because I eat ours all the time. Yeah. You're like yeah. anything, anything but barbecue. <laughs> yeah. We Take eat a lot of, Italian. <laughs> we try to eat, you know, we're trying to eat a healthier, um, and have more of a, you know, you got to get your greens in you when you're be, not around either yeah, of our food yeah. trucks. Cause you know that when you're there, like you're going to eat, you know, red meat and, and french yeah. fries now fried stuff yeah <laughs> yeah from mama pride yeah, yeah. but oh. we also eat a lot of seafood we like to we like to eat i like to eat oysters and we like to eat chinese food which is not necessarily healthy but we we try to we eat out a lot i'll say that we do eat yeah. out a lot that's well, fun well can you can you say a little bit about so you guys kind of had so it's four and a half years in the making what happened? To, I mean, you said a little bit that during COVID, the rubs and sauces got going, but can you share a little bit more about what you guys did to keep the business going? Um, things you haven't mentioned so far during COVID? Yeah, I mean, all kind of in one fell swoop, we started packaging the rubs and sauces and shipping that. We got a, a online, uh, we started doing pre-orders so people could order in bulk and come pick up and you know have food for the week um, or just food for the day or whatever. Um, and we moved the food truck out into the parking lot because, uh, cosmic coffee where we're located was shut down. Um, and we kind of just set up a drive through. So, you know, you didn't have to pre-order. You could also just pull up and drive through. We like set up cones in the parking lot and there was this whole drive through setup that we had going on. Uh, and then Evan also, uh, launched, um, a Patreon website, uh, with like cooking tutorials and kind of behind the scenes footage that has grown a lot. And there's a ton of content on there now. Um, we've got maybe 250 subscribers or so. Um, and that's been a really cool outlet for us too. Yeah. It's been really, really successful. So exciting stuff. 
It is. Well, it sure sounds like you guys were creative as far as how to keep things going when all this, when the world really shut down. Yeah. Um, can you say a little bit more about what's on the Patreon page? Because I, when we talked briefly, I was like blown away by what you guys were doing with that. I want to hear more. Yeah. I mean, it's, so it's really cool. And I, we will, I'm very quick to make sure to give Evan a lot of all of the credit for this. Cause this is really his project. Um, and he's been really dedicated to it, which is really cool. In addition to all the other stuff that he does. Um, but so all of our recipes, like all of our things that are on our menu on a regular basis go on the Patreon. So now there's an instructional brisket trim and cook. There's, um, and, and all of the different ways that you can wrap brisket, which is kind of complicated. So there's all of that, how to make our beef cheeks, how to make our barbacoa, how to make our, all of our sides, how to make the cheesecake, how to make all sorts of stuff. And then we do a lot of other events. So for example, we did like, we did a catfish competition and intern an internal like staff competition. And then whoever won the competition did a pop-up. Um, so, you know, there's footage of all of that. There's stuff like, you know, how to, it's like, it's now a little bit more balanced with like, there's some like behind, behind the scenes kind of like real life, you know, funny content. And then there's also, you know, some more instructional stuff too. So we balance it out. There's also just like a tour of, Evan, Evan and Brad did like a crib style tour of the truck, which is like really funny. It's, it's all also we tend to like our staff is all pretty funny and entertaining. And like, they're all just like, some of them are wild and some of them are just wonderful. So total goofball. So there's a lot of funny, funny content. So check it out. It's great. We yeah. Have, I want to, yeah. I'm like, well, and imagine like that. I mean, was that a scary thing to put recipes out there? Um, yeah. That typical. Well, we do a lot. Actually, another thing that we've done, which we started pre-COVID, but we've continued it kind of through COVID and we had to adapt, um, is that we do a lot of instructional stuff because Evan, as compared to a lot of other people um, in barbecue, has really created a lot of the recipes himself. So a lot of barbecue in Texas comes from like a lineage of specific pitmasters or our families. And so there's a lot of like secrets um, and we've top secret. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we've really uh, been dedicated to not doing that. Like we really want to be open. Yeah, I mean, Evan, Evan didn't come up under any particular pitmaster who he's sharing secrets from, which is why I think a lot of nobody feels comfortable being that person to work under somebody, go open their own place and then just share all these, you know, techniques and stuff. Um, Evan though, just is self-taught. So he doesn't have that, uh, you know, in the way. Burden, and yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So he's, and he's just super passionate about, you know, teaching and sharing. And, uh, uh, I think the and more people really been barbecue is, is great. It's been really helpful in terms of, you know, financially too, because we saw during COVID a lot of people really wanting to, you know, have barbecue, but not necessarily leave their house. So it's been great. We've seen a lot of people, you know, cooking at home and uh, posting what they make online. And, you know, we've done a couple schools too, where we bring people in from all over the country and they actually cook with us. Um, and you know, now some of them are doing their own thing. 
some of them have their own businesses already and other people are starting, you know, pop-ups or, or doing, you know, it just for fun at home. So it's been, it's been a while to, to watch that part of the business kind of grow and evolve too. So it's That's cool. a lot That's of people cool from I, all I, over are cooking our food. <laughs> Well, how, how cool. And I imagine like going back to that night that you guys were like, no, really, like, let's make a beer and barbecue joint. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, I don't want to venture to guess, but I wouldn't have thought you would have been thinking about like, and then we'll do a Patreon and then we'll have people learning. Like it's yeah. cool to hear how, the, unless maybe you were that far ahead, but I have to think a lot of this kind of evolved over the years and then with COVID too. Totally. And I mean, that's, I think one of the best things about our group is that we're all a very ambitious and I think we have a, a great, we all have a unique perspective, like I mentioned. And I think it's great that we all kind of push each other to continue to evolve and grow. Um, and when one of us like needs a break, you know, or, or a creative reset, I think the other people kind of step in and um, I think we're always, Currently, we've really, this has been our lives, you know, this is, this is not just a job, you know, this is what we do all day, every day. And um, obviously, it's our family. And I think we're all really into it. So <laughs> it's been, it's been fun to continue to do creative stuff and, and push ourselves forward to not only, you know, do stuff that we're proud of, and that it's just fun, but also make money doing it, because this business is hard. If you're just expecting people to come to you in the beginning, it's, it's really hard to make that happen. So we've always tried to create creative ways to get people in the door and then get them to come back, you know, and yeah. to make money. <laughs> and you guys did, you, you guys did some big event last night, right? Yeah, we did. Um, which was, it was very fun. I'm still very, I'm recovering. Sorry, everyone today. I'm a little slow. Um, yeah, we got very enthusiastic <laughs> last time when we celebrated. Um, we so we <laughs> invited eight chefs from chefs or pitmasters to uh, some guys came in from Houston. Um, we had some barbecue guys come in from Houston. Some barbecue guys come in from Fort Worth. They both have young barbecue businesses that are pretty unique and fun. Um, we had a a couple really badass chefs from the Austin area come in and do it. Um, and then, you know, a girl, a butcher, um, an entrepreneur. Yeah, one of those chefs was, uh, uh, Fermin, uh, Nunes, Fermin, who yeah, Fermin just got, Nunes, uh, yeah. you know, named like a best chef in the U. Yeah. Yeah. Best, best chef in the U S wow. uh, by so, food and wine. Yeah. So that was so, really cool. Yeah. We were super deal. lucky wow. to have these, some really badass people, um, Another like pastry chef, a butcher, um, a guy that's you know making pickles and sausage. Um, like a one of my friends from growing up has a beautiful like cheese and wine business, and like they do a bunch of charcuterie stuff and and like sandwiches. And uh, they came and made mac and cheese. Anyway, so all of these all of these people, all of these guests brought a dish. And then we create like a potluck style meal. Um, so it's all on one plate. It's all very communal. Um, and it was a great time. It was a great turnout. We sold out. We uh, are giving, a, we're donating a portion of our proceeds to a local organization called Free Lunch, which 
uh, was founded in the middle of COVID by one of our good friends and employees, Jazz Mills, um, that, you know, she feeds the, um, the houseless community at a, a camp here every day. Um, wow. so it, it was all, it was great. It, you know, it was a, fun, a win-win. Yeah. yeah, it was a fun way to bring awesome. a bunch of people together. Um, and also just really to be able to connect with people because it's been a while since we've been able to do anything like that so it was great we had a really fun time That's fun yeah but maybe too much fun but fun yeah fun yeah. a little too much fun but really you know fun. yeah we got to get it in so where we can yeah. <laughs> yes what a great event well Nathan I wonder can you share a little bit more about like kind of your transition here and and maybe like some of your past work with the brewery industry and, and maybe where you're thinking this could go for Leroy and yeah, Lewis. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, my, uh, kind of career, uh, path started, um, when I graduated from, from, from college with a, a liberal arts degree in 2009, when, uh, you know, jobs were hard to come by as it is. And then with liberal arts degree, that's, you know, uh, not the best, uh, place to start. Um, so anyways, that's how I kind of ended up in the, in the restaurant, uh, in restaurant work. Um, cause that was just, just seemed like a no brainer. Uh, and then we moved to, to Boulder, um, just for the fun of it. Um, we wanted to get out of the Texas heat and enjoy, you know, what Colorado has to offer. Um, and then through Sawyer got a job at salt in Boulder. Um, under, uh, the chef Bradford heap. And then she got me connected to, uh, another, uh, the sister restaurant or the original restaurant, um, in Niwot, uh, called Colterra. Col- um, so I spent a little time in the fine dining scene there, but really what I wanted to do was get into the craft craft beer, uh, industry. And I was able to get an interview for a packaging position at left hand brewing company up in Longmont. Um, and I got my foot in the door there and, uh, saw that it was a really fun, uh, you know, uh, industry to be in and I uh, thought I could make a go of it. And I just committed to, to, you know, a future in the brewing, brewing industry and, uh, signed up for a brewing, uh, school, a six month program, uh, that split time between, uh, Chicago and, uh, but mostly in, in Munich, Germany. Um, so studied, studied brewing, um, there and then came back, got a job at Carbach Brewing Company in Houston. Um, spent uh, just under three years there working uh, in the brew house and cellar and then ultimately in, in the lab and quality control. Uh, so at that point, I had kind of a good, uh, you know, a little bit of experience in all of the different facets of a, a production brewing operation. Uh, and then this is when we started talking to Evan uh, about opening a place in Austin. And we always wanted to get back to Austin uh, after graduating from UT. And um, so then it just so happened that Austin Beer Works was expanding uh, and needed a, you really wanted to, they were going to put a, a you know nice new um, laboratory in at the new facility. They were looking for somebody to build that program. Um, and I just, you know, reached out to them at the right time and there, it was a perfect fit. And so I spent, uh, I thought that would be, you know, I told them, uh, you know, I can give you two years. We're working on this brick and mortar, uh, brewery and restaurant. Um, I ended up spending five years at Austin beer works and just, just leaving, uh, like I said, just a month ago, but, 
um, that was an amazing, amazing five years, an excellent brewery, learned a lot, um, and, and got a lot of experience kind of growing a quality control program from the ground up. So that was really cool. Uh, and then, yeah, as far as the future goes with Leroy and Lewis, we are, um, and have, you know, we've always been looking for the right piece of property to do something really special at. And, uh, I think we found that, um, we're still waiting. We're, yeah, we're still in conversations, but we're looking at a space, uh, kind of in the, uh, growing suburban area south of Austin. Um, and it would be this, uh, it's set on an old, uh, farm. So there's an old like uh, farmhouse and an old barn. So the beer garden would be kind of like, you know, in and around the barn. Uh, and there's kind of this like rolling meadow down to a Creek where they want to have like live music and farmers markets and all this kind of stuff. So uh, oh, but I want to go. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to get you here. When it happens, we'll I have know. to get you here. Yeah. So that would all be anchored by a brewery. They really want a brewery there. Um, and so we've got some uh, really exciting uh, things planned for that. Um, but yeah, just we'll have to just stay tuned for yeah. for that project. But yeah, that that is the future of, of Leroy and Lewis is to have a brewery concept. So would you actually be the one like, Maybe I don't have the right terminology, but actually making the unique beers for them. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'll definitely be heading that up. Um, hopefully, you know. I mean, the plan is is to have some help, you know, so that I'm not uh, in there brewing beer around the clock every day. But uh, sure, in the beginning, sure. it probably will be like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll manage that operation uh, with the help of you know of some brewers and hopefully I'll find some, some uh, hardworking, talented people to help me out. Yeah. So, that's yeah. always, that's always the goal. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you like, are, are you already thinking about like flavor concepts or? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I mean, the idea behind the brewery um, is that we will, um, and I don't want to get too nerdy, but um, no, I, well, like every- I like it. I like it. Everything will be focused around open fermentation. So we'll have two tanks uh, that we'll do all of our kind of primary fermentation in, and the tops are open. The geometry is a little different than what most breweries are using. Um, and that just creates it's, – it's really good for certain types of – there's certain types of beer styles that are uh, uh, fit for that, like, uh, um, like a, a half a Bitesen – or, you know, some of these um, East Coast uh, fruity um, IPAs um, where yeast likes to uh, stay at the top of the tank. And it's really hard if you're in a closed tank to harvest that yeast off the bottom. It doesn't really like to settle to the bottom. Uh, so you're able to get really high quality yeast off of the top of the tank um, for the next batch, basically. Um, so it just allows you a different approach to, um, to brewing beer and harvesting yeast, um, that I'm really excited about. And, uh, there's people, there's people in the U S plenty of people actually doing it. It's just not super common. Uh, and there's nobody really in this area that's, um, just all in on the open fermentation. Some smaller pubs have like a single tank that they play with, but I, I, I really want it to just be the, uh, kind of cornerstone of, of, uh, of what we do. So, Yeah. But it'll be, we'll, we'll have a whole range. I mean, it will, uh, there'll be something for everybody. Uh, we're definitely going to have, it's super hot in Texas, so we have to have a light, crispy lager. We'll have probably a few of those options. We'll have some IPAs. We'll have some German Hefeweizen. Um, so it'll be something for everybody, for sure. 
Wow. That was so yeah. cool. It makes yeah. me want to learn more about brewing. Yeah. <laughs> well, he could tell, well, he can talk do, about it forever. <laughs> yeah, I know. We might yeah. have to have you back. And, and for you, Sawyer, just with your background with hospitality and just kind of, again, you're doing so much and you're kind of keeping things organized and sounds kind of mm-hmm. like a Jill of all trades. But yep. is there anything in particular that you're especially looking ahead for for Leroy and Lewis? Um. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the goal has always to have it. Oh, it has always been to have a home, you know, a big, a big restaurant and brewery where we all can kind of continue to be together and work under one roof. I think that would be really special. Um, but honestly, I feel like we're continuing to push ourselves every day and um, I don't really know what's around the corner, but I have a feeling that there'll be new challenges and um, new opportunities. And I think we're just going to continue to take it, you know, one week, kind of take it one week at a time (laughs) and adapt accordingly. But I know you're super excited about having a brick and mortar that you can kind of get back to your roots of uh, touching tables and taking care of people intimately. Yeah. I think even like last night being able to like, really connect with people because when we're at the food trucks, there's a lot of other stuff going on. You know, there's the coffee shop and the beer garden and other food trucks that are nearby. So it's not necessarily people are coming and they're dining with us, but they're not necessarily in one like setting. So it's hard to it's, and we're always really busy there and you know, we never have enough help. So we're always a little strapped for like the time and energy to go and be able to connect with every person that comes to eat there after they eat. Um, so I am excited about that. I'm also excited about, you know, having the opportunity to sell alcohol because selling food is really, is a lot of work. And, um, you know, a lot of businesses really do well, uh, selling alcohol. So we've never really had that opportunity. And, you know, I have a lot of experience, um, in that world too. So I'm excited to be able to utilize some of that knowledge and, and have fun with that too. So, yeah. Yeah. A lot to look forward to. A lot to um, look forward to. Yeah. Um, any just thoughts about what it's been like to, for you two as a couple to get to be in this together along with, along with the other founding members and. Yeah. I, I, I tell people this all the time. This work is so hard and such a dedicated, I mean, you dedicate your time so much time and like, especially like nights on weekends there, and you, all of the ho- and holidays and like, yeah, I was going to say you get hours off, but not necessarily days off. Yeah. You know? So, so doing it with someone you love, I think is really special. Um, it, it would be really hard if I didn't, you know, if I had someone waiting for me at home that didn't understand what was going on, you know, or, and I think that's why this business is really hard on the couples, but, um, I'm really grateful that, you know, Nathan can just come with me to work. <laughs> and uh, I, it's hard. I mean, I think we actually we're working more together now than we ever have. And it's funny to um, sometimes we don't necessarily have the boundaries that you would with other coworkers, you know, you don't always have to be nice or, <laughs> and, and so we, I, I have to remind myself like, our poor business partner Clayton works. It's usually Nathan and Clayton and I are working together like on a daily basis in a very small space. And I'm sure he is like, I know there's times where he's like totally fed up with us, but it's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. But 
I wouldn't change it for the world. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh, that's so fun. Well, any last thoughts for you guys just sharing kind of what this has been like to start your own business, to watch it grow, to see where it's headed, adding in the beer? I mean, I think it's all, it's, it's been great. We're super fortunate. And I mean, while I think we've, we're, we're very lucky and we have a really strong community of people that continue to support us. Um, I think that we've, when are you going to take a step back? I'm really proud of, I'm really proud of what we do. And I'm, um, I'm very enthusiastic about it and I'm very passionate and I, um, I'm, I love the people that work for us and I love the people that come to eat our food. And I'm just, I continue to be amazed that people ask us to do podcasts and (laughs) want to hear us talk, but, um, it's, it's been a wild ride and it's been really, really cool. And I, I do believe that there's a lot, a lot, you know, ahead of us. So just keep an eye out for us. (laughs) And when you come to Austin, when you come to Austin, come eat with us. So. Well, that's what I was going to say. How can people find you either if they're in the area and can visit you or otherwise, can you plug a little bit more of your, um, your products and your Patreon stuff? Nathan, do you want to do it? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're on Instagram at, at Leroy and Lewis, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it at Leroy and Lewis barbecue? No, it's at Leroy and Lewis. At Leroy and Lewis on Instagram. That's where we, uh, I mean, that's where most of our, inter- you know, uh, social media uh posting is on uh patreon at patreon uh there's a link from our website www.leroyandlewisbarbecue.com um i think it's patreon.com backslash Leroy and lewis but there is a link on our website uh to access that um and then uh evan's also been doing a podcast we didn't even mention that oh um, gosh yeah uh, the new school barbecue podcast and that um can be accessed on SoundCloud. Apple, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Cool. Okay. And yeah. then um, Mama Fried also has an Instagram, Mama Fried. Uh, yeah, it, it also has a website, Mama Fried ATX. Um, okay. We do a lot, our social media, we do we do a lot of stuff on Instagram. So we cool. we Check post often. Also, can you can people buy. Like, oh, yeah, okay. people can buy our sauces and rubs and merchandise on our off the uh, website, LeroyLewis.com, LeroyLewisBarbecue.com. Nathan will um, send it to you personally from our yeah. garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you guys have some cool merch. I was even saying, I want, I want the hat when it comes back. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get you set up with a little care <laughs> package for sure. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. Well, thanks, you guys. I mean, it's just so fun to hear about what you're doing. And I I think it's really important just like where our food comes from. And I love that you're you're doing that with, with amazingly delicious barbecue and, and clearly growing it. And sounds like an atmosphere I'd want to hang out hang out in. I'll tell you yeah. that. Yeah, we'll throw you a party. Just come, just show up and we'll have a big party. <laughs> yeah, trust my arm. It sounds amazing. Well, well, thanks, you guys. We'll definitely be on the lookout for, for all the stuff you're going to have um, coming out and it sounds like a lot more to come. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. This has been awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Please leave a review and share with a friend. And if you're enthusiastic about something and want to share it, please contact me at michelle at enthusiasmdiaries.com.